What are you watching? What did you see? Remember the stuff you watched on TV? Sit down and tell us about all the shows. Some we have heard of and some we don't know. We interrupt your current broadcast. We cannot control the airwaves. Do you remember that thing from that thing? They cannot control the airwaves. What was her name? Oh, what was he in? Which guest will it be? Control the airwaves. Hello, welcome to Nick and Nat Control the Airwaves. That's what we're, we're calling, calling it, it right now. Right now. Yeah, that's what we're calling it now. And today we're joined by a comedian. Well, I know you as a comedian, but you're not a comedian anymore. Not anymore. No, I haven't laughed in years. <laughs> but we're joined now by writer and podcaster and friend. Love the question mark on that. But friend. Thank you. Yeah. Friend. Well, sometimes it's comedian. Yeah. <laughs> But you're not a comedian, so there's no question about it. You're joined now by podcaster and multi-Emmy award-winning writer, Hello. Hannah George. Hey! Hello. Hello, thank you for coming on our show. My pleasure, friends. Yeah, you're obviously doing really well with drunk women solving crimes at the moment, aren't you? It's going all right, yeah, it's not bad, it's not bad. Nick's head did won two Emmy awards. That's like a proper award. What have you got Emmy for? We literally for? found that out just like when she came in there. Flat yeah, we've just found out. When she came up the treehouse ladder into <laughs> the... Treehouse of horror. No, yeah. yeah, come on. <laughs> it's kind of like a nice, it's a nice treehouse with beanbags. But yeah, so you won two Emmys? Well, yeah, I work on a show called The Adventures of Paddington and it won for Best Animation, which was an episode, but it was my episode that it won for. And it also won Best Writing Team, of which I was on. So writing Team? Writing Team, yeah. Okay. Just me out there. I just want to say, we did an Edinburgh show together in 2007. Yeah. And you have got real big headed since then, lady. <laughs> <laughs> not enjoying this change. Yeah. We've not seen each other in 14 years, and oh my god, you've changed. You are exactly the same. We were in the pub the other day, and we were trying to work out what we we're going to talk to you about, and we were trying to work out when you were born. Okay. And I guessed pretty much exactly right, didn't I? Pretty much. So you were born on, are you going to say it, or am I? I'll say it. You were born on the 29th of July, 1987, correct? Yes, anyone out there looking to steal my identity, <laughs> roll up, roll up. And what was your national insurance number? <laughs> Hannah, that was a Wednesday. Number one in the charts was La Bamba, Los Lobos. Well, the song of the film. That is the song, La Bamba, by Los Lobos from the film La Bamba with Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips, obviously. uh, My father. Chevy Chavez from Young Guns. On that day, Laura Davis won the US Women's Golf Open. You're a golf fan? No. Do you know Laura Davis? I hate her. No, I, I don't know her at all. <laughs> That's okay. Top 10 movies, right? Okay, yeah, right. Okay, number 10. Well, hang on. Do you know what came out in 1987? I mean, no, I don't. Well, off the top of my head, Living Daylights, Predator, Lethal Weapon 2, and... There's a bunch on it. You've got one of these right. At number 10, The Secret of My Success. Secret of My Success. Okay. The film where Michael J. Fox uh, yes, almost has sex with his aunt. I've seen it, and he's uh, in a swimming pool at one point, and he's wearing, like, he's supposed to be naked, but you can see his flesh-coloured pants. Oh, so, so that had the... Uh, long, long, yeah. It also had Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Exactly. And it appeared in two films, Secret of My Success, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There'll be stuff like this. Is that it's Yellow? Out, the band is it called Yellow? Yellow, sure. Right, but this is number 10. Number 9, Evil Dead 2. Whoa! Evil Dead 2! 
at number eight, Three Amigos. Yes. It's a good top ten. It's a good top ten. At number seven, Something Wild, Jonathan Demme. Who's that? Jeff Daniels, Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith, I was going to say, yeah. At number six, It's Only Raised in Arizona. Oh, Oh, okay, strong year. At five, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. You said strong before you got to Police Academy. (laughs) Oh, my God, Police Academy 4, the best one. At number four, ding, 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 he got one. It's only the living daylights. (laughs) Amazing. At number three, Somewhere Out There, It's an American Tale. At number two, Wish You Were Here. Do you know that film? British film, Emily Lloyd, David Leland film. Big at the time. And in at number one, the worst film on the list, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. That is absolutely fucking bonkers. It is. That's bonkers. That Wish You Were Here was number two. Yeah. Beating Police Academy 4 by, like, two places. And so is this in, like, box office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Like, what was number one? Number one was what? Superman 4. Superman 4. Number the two quest. was Wish You Were Here. It must have come out that week. That's crazy. I do remember that being a big movie in that year. Is I remember people, people talking about it. Blackpool or Brighton? I think it's Brighton, isn't it? And it's like a period film about a woman on her bike. I, oh, I never cycle on my period. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lady on the podcast, guys. <laughs> Watch out. Can... Let's not have that happen again. <laughs> we, can make, we can make that joke because Hannah's a woman. Um, <laughs> so, great. So, without further ado... Well, more ado, because I'm going to tell you what was on TV on oh. the day you were born. Okay. BBC One began with CFAX. We also had CBBC that day. We had Why Don't You? It was an episode of the Cardiff Gang. CBBC was hosted by Philip Schofield and featured Quickie Koala, the kids of Degrassi Street. What's Quickie Koala? It's a cartoon about a koala. It wasn't his sidekick. No, no. It was Gordon T. Go. John Craven's News Round. Think Again with Johnny Ball. CBBC finishes, but they continue with the kids' programme. And it was, of course, Rolf Harris's Cartoon Time. Oh, it's great. Great show. Juliet Bravo, police drama, oh, where the yeah. twist was. It's a lady policewoman. I mean, that's mental. It is. Man. It'll never catch up. Hang on a minute, what? Yeah, yeah. 1987, there was a show yeah. about... About a cop? Yeah. And everyone was like, whoa, right, can't wait, there's a new cop drama starting. Yeah. And then they switch it on and it'd be like, it's a girl? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that the big thing? Yeah, it's Juliet Bravo. Oh, yeah, like Terminator 3. Brilliant. Ken Homs, Chinese Cookery. Great show. BBC Two, another paedophile. No <laughs> limits, Jonathan King. <laughs> At 9pm, big movie, BBC Two, Ooh. The Thing from Another World. The original? From yeah, the yeah, 50s. yeah. Was from it a female f- police officer? That's <laughs> what it was in the end, that's the twist. <laughs> the and twist. that's why they couldn't identify it. They were thinking, what is that? It looks like a cop, but it's well enough. And that's work. what was on television on the day you were born. That is the TV world that you oh. were born into, Hannah. Okay. So, without, can I say that now, without further ado? Yeah. All right, without further ado, with no more doing, without further any of that stuff going on, welcome to, (laughs) my name's Nick, this is Nat, and you're listening to Hannah George Controls the Airwaves. (laughs) And when we say airwaves, we mean literally she's got a bag of chewing gum and we just... I will not let anyone have any I'd love to borrow one of you. No, go fuck yourself, Nick. All right, okay, I've just got after lunch mouth, but it's fine, it's fine. Oh God, it's like eight in the evening. How <laughs> yeah. bad is your breath? You control the airwaves. The people that are listening to this podcast can listen to it at any time of day that they wish. So um, it doesn't matter to them that it's eight o'clock in the evening. Part of my gift is creating an environment that could be anywhere. I, I have had it since birth. Now, <laughs> <laughs> carry, carry on. 
that was the world of television you were born into. And if you fast forward a couple of days, this is Hannah George's your perfect evenings entertainment on television. So the idea of the show is if you had complete control over a TV channel for one night, mm-hmm. what would you put on and why? Could be anything from your distant past to it has to exist. Yeah, it can't be anything from the future. Not, nothing, that, I was just going to pitch some bits. No, no. Just hoping like some people are listening and but it's give it a chance. No, no, one's, no one's listening. No. It's like, uh, it's like uh, <laughs> desert island discs for people with more time on their hands. Or it's like that one time that Channel 4, like Eddie Izzard, choose what was on. On telly. And it was great then, and it'll be great now. <laughs> and every week that we run this format into the ground. So... Without further ado, it's going to be my catchphrase. Let's get t-shirts made. Without further ado, guys. Without further ado, Hannah George is controlling the airwaves. And I give you the remote control. Oh, nice. Thank destiny. you. I actually picked one up from the table here. That's just really good prop work on my part. I realise it's good. a podcast. She managed so. to source the remote control just like that. So, it's five o'clock. Is it five o'clock? Say about half four. It's about half four. You've just run home four. crying from school. You've had the absolute shit kicked out of you. You weren't Sounds allowed on like the bus. Me. And you've just got in, knees bloody, tears streaming down your face. It's time for you. a little bit of you time. <laughs> Do you know what? I thought you hadn't done your research on this podcast, but my God. This is a little bit of you time now. Okay, okay. Right? I'm pleased to hear it. You're going to wash the woes of the world away with, wow. <laughs> There's so many W's just then. <laughs> Wash the worries of the world away <laughs> with your 4.30 pick of... What's your favourite kids' TV show? Kids' TV show. I mean, I feel very passionately about kids' TV because obviously I work in kids' TV. But All gonna... of your successes come from kids' TV, one would argue. Well, yeah, one would. Um... And getting drunk and talking about horrific murders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's yin and yang, isn't it? But um, I would say I would go old school. I'd go for a, a show from my childhood. I'd go Tots TV. Tots, Tots TV. TV. Do you remember it? Is Tots TV, are they like... The French um, one. Is that one? Yeah. That, yeah, the, there's the, like... Sac Magique. Sac Magique. Ah, le Sac Magique. I know the one. Yeah. These are little cloth dummies. Oh, they're, yeah, they're so creepy. Looking back on it, it's just... And then I, I look They're so up. what? Creepy. Right. A creepy. I sort of said creepy. I didn't sure. creepy. I was like... <laughs> like pancakes. That's yeah. an edit point, right? That's an edit point. Right there, but um, no, they're very, they're very creepy. I looked them up, and the house that it was shot in has now has sort of been burnt down. People have found it in sort of like you know when people do urban, oh yeah, um, yeah. adventuring or whatever. They found this house, but it's um, did the little dolly kids die? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what became of them. What um, were their names? Do you remember Tilly, Tom, and Tiny? What, Tilly, Tom, what was and the Tiny. One that- Tilly, Tom and Tiny, we're the Tots, TV, one, two, three. Oh, it's coming back. And then they'd go, so I think this was a little bit after my time. That's why we don't know the theme. I know that my friend had a little sister, and so I guess we'd watch it kind of just off in the periphery. This was bang on for me, yeah. How old are you, do you think, when you're... Probably like seven or something like that, I imagine. It's quite young, it's not like a... My other choice was potentially Demon Headmaster, which is for the older kind of kids that could really deal with stuff. Yeah, yeah, so you're at seven, you were going, I can handle it, Demon Headmaster. (laughs) I've seen The Exorcist. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't scare me. Why Tots TV over everything else? I mean, what was your personal... What's your personal connection to Tots TV? Because I hated the puppets. Yeah, they were quite creepy, but I saw I saw past that. I didn't I... think they were creepy. I thought okay. they were shit. 
<laughs> it made me think I could speak French, which I think is good because she goes, and then I was like, whoa, I can, I can say that. And it's three as well. I have a thing about three is just because I have two brothers. So there was a three of us and Tilly, Tom and Tiny. My brother was called Tom. I was in the middle and then my little brother. So for me, it was, I thought it was the three of us. That's probably what it was. Who was the one? Was it Rosie and Jim? That's yes. Not... Yeah, yeah. That's a precursor to this. It's by Ragdoll, the same production company. Right. So. I think I'm conflating Rosie and Jim with Tots TV. Okay. Tots TV are three... Yeah. Kind of, and they are ragdolls. You don't, yeah, you're, what you're doing is you're folding memories together. I think I am. Um, so Tots TV was the three of them that lived near a windmill, and Rose and Jim were the guys that lived Live on, on a, a boat. barge with David Essex. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's how that worked. Uh, I remember watching once on YouTube, I watched an episode of Rosie and Jim just to remind myself what it was like. And I was watching it for at least five minutes or something. And then the guy who was running the canal boat, he was drawing something just on a canvas. And then as I was watching it, it cut to what he was drawing and he was drawing a huge cock, which of (laughs) course was just that somebody had cut that in and put it up as Rosie and Jim. And I was like, people leave their kids watching YouTube. And I was like, oh, Shit. And it just so happened to be me that was watching it. I was amazed to see it there. Perhaps that's what uh, Tyler Durden got up to after Fight Club, changing children's YouTube videos <laughs> on YouTube. Does it say, when it does Le Sac Magique, yeah. does one of the other characters then go, Magic Sack, like that, really creepily? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think actually, yeah, I just think, in case people yeah. didn't know what Sac Magique was. Just get magic sack. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the, 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 what they like reminded me of? It was the, you know, the, when you get children mannequins that are made of foam. Yes. Or, or felt. Mm. Yes. And they kind of like look like that, where they've just got these generic sort of child shapes and animate, you know, brought them to life with their hands. There's a little bit when they're running out of the cottage and you can see their little legs and right. it's, yeah that's not magic yeah it is it's, magic it's like when you see Kermit on his bike yeah and you go well, how do they do that and they literally just glued <laughs> stapled into a bike and pushed him from magic. the side of the car. What, ma- magic magic sat magic, magic. magic. Yeah. Sat magic. still would, learning if you sat there cross-legged with your knees bleeding uh, <laughs> what, 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 what are you eating <laughs> What's your comfort food? Mine would be three packets of custard creams. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'd eat Pringles until my hand wouldn't fit in the pipe any, anymore. Even as a child. Even as a child. Especially as a child. Especially as a child. I'm half the man I was as a child. Paint a picture, Hannah. Where are you? Well, I'm at my house. I mean, mm-hmm. we call it the blue room, which sounds like where we keep our porn, but what it is, is <laughs> it was just a room that was painted blue. So that's where we'd sit. The and blue watch. room. The dining room, really. Was this on the Isle of Wight? It's on the Isle of Wight. We'd sit and watch telly there on a big cushion on a telly that, just a very, very old telly. And are you eating? I'm eating um, primula, you know, primula cheese spread. Oh, yeah, lovely. Yeah. From the tube? Whoa. Straight into my mouth. What's primula cheese spread? You must know it. It's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's primula cheese spread? Was that the one where sometimes you'd get like a prawn on the side yeah, of it? Yeah, it's like a toothpaste. I, like I imagine toothpaste. it's like a sort of tube of Savlon, but mm. cheese flavoured. <laughs> Is that what it was? I saw it, it, was, all Ill. Saw it in supermarkets. It was like so it's a tube of cheese. 
Yeah, essentially. And I oh, I'd slather that on a piss of bread, maybe. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Pizza bread, that's very oh, I love that, that's bread. advanced. For it a is. Child. That seems quite fancy Tots with TV. the Premiere on I it. I like to watch Tots TV with Premiere and Pitta Bread. That's what we do on the I'm other I feel myself as a bit of an arsehole here. A bit of an a-hole. Okay, cool. Wow, well, so we're starting the, 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 the night off with an absolute bang with Tuts TV, Premier Air and Pet Sounds lovely. Blood everywhere at this well, point, yeah. Uh, just a word from our sponsors, <laughs> Premier they've got to disassociate themselves <laughs> with Anna George. She, even for them, she's too much of an a Do we still get the money? <laughs> no? No. Okay. Okay. So it's coming up to what time of night is it? So now? I reckon it's probably now getting on for about 7pm. And maybe there'll be some kind of light entertainment, Ooh. quiz show, game show. Okay. Shiny floor light ent show. What sort of thing do you think you'll be uh, I've watching? I've got a bit of controversy for you. Mm-hmm. I think there is actually, I just want to add a little bit of jeopardy here. Please. You are responsible for a whole nation's TV viewing. For oh, people. everyone has to watch it. I mean, you're taking control of the channel. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to have what, to change my mind. Because so I... what kind of year are we in? It'll be anywhere, anytime. It can be any time. But there might only be four channels. Yeah. But your channel would be like eight, the one of the channels. One, Which channel was it? Were you a BBC or an ITV girl? Any. I could. I had a control. I, like, actually, I didn't. I had to clonk, clonk, clonk. But, um... but you were equal opportunities. You weren't, yeah. you weren't a family that was that had to stay on the BBC or something. No, 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 no. We And then Channel 5 didn't get to the Isle of Wight until about 10 years after everyone else. So. Well, you missed out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's such good stuff up. Yeah. yeah, the Channel 5 movie. Yeah. Got a movie every night. Do you like porn and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? <laughs> <laughs> Do I? <laughs> in fact, Men in Tights. It was Men in Tights. Actually, can I just say that my, like... I mean, it's not quite light entertainment, is it? But, like... Channel 5, I do like a Cruising with Jane McDonald. That's uh, oh, of course that's you my favourite. Of, uh, of course, the first series, Cruising with Al Pacino, <laughs> uh, was, was the pilot series, and then Jane McDonald took over, and the series went on a very different, on a very different angle. Al Pacino's songs at the end, though, were <laughs> He insisted on doing them. Okay, so, uh, so this is your light entertainment show. Uh, what, 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 what kind of... Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Now I realise that everybody else has to... I don't want to be responsible for putting Jim Davidson back on television. Was well, that what you wanted to do? <laughs> I mean... That was the plan. That's why you're here. <laughs> but I would say, like, Light Entertainment, yeah. Big Break was a big show for me oh, growing yeah. up. Big Break, yeah. Yeah, but as a concept for a show all around snooker, that was... that was It was, like, mainstream, didn't, right? Didn't deserve to be as good as it was. And exactly, and that's why I think Bring It Back for One Night without Jim Davidson. Snooker was massive on TV, though, wasn't it? The whole the nation was mm. snooker lucid. <laughs> they really um, were. So, to explain to, like, the non-viewer what Big Break was... Well, it was a sort of snooker-based game show, I suppose, so you'd have to say. And it was John Virgo, who was a snooker player. Because snooker... Did, have you watched Gods of Snooker, is it called? Or? I have seen that. Yeah, because it's you don't realise quite how sexy the snooker... Like, like I watched it, me. and I didn't find it sexy. <laughs> but in terms of, like, there was a I time... I watched the first five minutes. <laughs> but there was a time when snooker players were, like, rock stars, which seems ridiculous. But anyway, John Virgo does, like, he'll do a trick shot and... I think you just would say, oh, if you pot that, I get money. I can't really remember what it was about. Now you're mentioning it, what it feels like they've done is they've gone darts, bullseye, that's yes. in a pub. Bullseye was on ITV, It right? was, yeah. And the BBC have gone, 
And they've even got like a working class comedian. They had Jim Bowen and then they've got Jim Davidson called Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my God, when you actually like break it down. Yeah. And they've gone, what else fits in a pub? Snooker. And not even pool. They've gone snooker. And then they built a whole game around snooker. I think it was more accessible than Bullseye. It might have been. Although Bullseye, you don't see many big break reruns, but I think that's maybe because of Jim Davidson. I'm not sure. But like Bullseye is on challenge the whole time. It's true. I did watch a lot of Bullseye during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, watch much big break? None. It's weird because even at the time... Jim Davidson felt like quite a controversial figure to be presenting mainstream mm. TV. And he was doing no, Generation he, Game about the no, same time, wasn't he? No, no, he did Big Break and he got bigger and bigger when Bruce Forsyth left. Then he took over for Generation Game. So like Big Break, I would say, would be around about when you were born to about early 90s. And I'd say about 1994 would be when Jim Davidson took over on Generation Game. I could be wrong. Fact check me. Please do. But, uh, I think it's a bit later. I think it's a I bit think it later. I think it might be because I would only have been six or something. And I feel like... I think I'm being like quite conservative with my guess oh. about Generation Game. Maybe Jim Davidson was like 96, 97. Yeah, maybe. 95. Oh, so yeah. You said 94. So, yeah. so I said 94. I'm generally a year out. Long-time <laughs> listeners of our other show will uh, attest to that. Uh, welcome to the new one. So... <laughs> It's a good oh, yeah. show. Yeah, so Big Break was like an 80s, 90s thing. But it does feel like it was BBC's attempt to patronise the working classes by, this is in a pub, you'll watch this? <laughs> yeah, because I think that's the thing. I, I enjoyed things that I'd watch like with my whole family, so everyone would watch Big Break. So I was going to say like Match of the Day, I used to like, but that's not really a shiny floor entertainment show. I used to quite like watching that because we'd get a bag of peanut M&Ms and we would eat them. I mean... Not with the Primula, but that was like... Was Match of the Day when you were a bit older? I don't know, probably like my whole wow. like, life we Match of the Day's on pretty late as well, isn't it? Yeah, actually... You stay up late as a kid? Oh, well, do you know what? Maybe it was a, I was a bit older, but we'd stay up because I, I knew there was something special about Match of the Day, and I think it was that we got to stay up late. I got to pretend that I was really into football because I wanted to stay up late. <laughs> and you don't like football? I don't mind it. I think it's fine. I like the big events, you know. Got to pretend I was really into football... So I could stay up late. To watch football. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had to pretend that we were really into Quantum Leap to be able to stay up past the watershed. So that's what we did. But did you not enjoy Quantum Leap? No. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So, you know, it's only a bit of pretending. And then Scott Bakula took over. <laughs> but, like, I guess Match Day was really late, right? Ten or something? Well, no, not ten. That would be too late. Nine or no, like four o'clock in the morning. So. No, I, I think actually today's about half ten, ten forty-five-ish. Really? That's that. It's crazy. Yeah. Remember, all the football's got. What to be kind over. of parents do you have? <laughs> all the football's got to be over by you know. So you know, around ten-ish, people are still putting the last balls in the nets yeah. and then, and then they, uh, they cleaning up by then. Data together. Yeah. Find out who won. Find out who won. They figure it out. Do a super cut, you know? Yeah. Like one of them uh, video DJs, you know, but they. Take a match, and what's a match? Two two sides of forty five minutes. They crunch it right, right down to like maybe five minutes. It's magic. Just all the goals. It's like magic. Magic. So you need. No wonder you're into football. It's only five best minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. Best bits. You've enjoyed that. It's getting a bit later though. About eight o'clock now. About eight o'clock. Yeah. Maybe uh, we've all loosened a button or two on an item of clothing. Just Your due choice. to the sheer amount of pitterbreads we've been <laughs> stirring away. <laughs> And it's now time to have a little bit of a 
Bit of a laugh. Bit of a laugh. Oh, bit of a laugh. Bit of a laugh. Okay. Would... I like who doesn't like a laugh. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I love a laugh. Me too. I love to laugh. If you're not all laughed out by uh, the <laughs> by the comedy musings of Jim Davidson, then uh, <laughs> you've got a treat in the What's wrong with you? What's your favourite? What, what sitcom would you follow it up with? I probably or follow... comedy. Or oh, comedy. It doesn't oh. have to be a sitcom. Bottom, I think, would be my. That's the sitcom. That's the sitcom. This is like an insight. This is a pro tip. That's the sitcom that made me think of this show. No way. Because I was like, not just Bottom, but I was like, Bottom's one of my all-time favourite sitcoms. Mm. And like, which episode would it be? Well, the Christmas one is my favourite, whatever that... If, I don't know if it has a name, but when... when um, they had the gold Frankenstein, Frankenstein and, and grrr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved that episode. Also because I guess it went out at Christmas, so it felt quite Christmassy as well. What age would you have been when Bottom was on, do you think? I feel too young for Bottom because I feel like it came... I don't know when it quite when it came out, but it felt like maybe early 90s. So you were watching it as live. This yeah. isn't something you were watching years later. No, no. This was as it came out, I'm pretty sure. So I, Yeah, I'm about 10 years older than you. Okay. And I, when I was young, mm. we had the young ones. Mm. Right. And that was inappropriate for children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got nightmares. Vivian stuck his head out of a train window and got his head cut off and then he got out of the train and he kicked his head around <laughs> like the train tracks and I was three and I was just like my brain can't comprehend what's going on here this is horrific yeah it's horrible I hated it and then when Bottom came on I was just like this is like a kid show yeah I loved it yeah it was yeah it's my favorite yeah. it's so good yeah me too I feel like I kind of based a lot of my personality as a child on Rick and Ace Ventura, that was kind of the two theatres. I mean, I was, I was a lot of fun. So bottom was, we should say, it was Rick Mayer and Adrian Edmondson. Yes. Written by them as well, right? I Written by the so, pair yeah. of them. So the way it worked was they did The Young Ones, which was Rick Mayer, Adrian Edmondson, Nigel Planer, uh, who was the other Christopher one? Ryan. And then the idea was that it was, who was the Richardson that was, that was meant to have been? Peter Richardson. So Peter Richardson was in a double act with... Nigel Plainer and Rick and Aid, and the idea was that uh, Alexis Sayle was going to be their compare and Ben Elton wrote it to showcase what was going on at the comedy store at the time. Because mm, they have 20th Century Coyote, is that what they were called? Uh, I think yeah, that is their double And then in between that and bottom, Rick and Aid did a sitcom with Nigel Plainer called Dirty Rich... F- Filthy Rich and Catflap. Filthy Cat Rich and Catflap that Ben Elton wrote. Yeah. That was on ITV. It's not good. I've never, I've never seen. I, that. I like that show. I think they're forty-five. You like it, mm. do you? you really well, like I, well, it. I tried to watch the pilot on the first episode, and I found it a hard watch. It's like an I think ITV it is a bit hour, longer. yeah. And then they just got rid of everyone, and then was, we'll just write it ourselves, and it'll be us in a dirty flat. But it's like a evolution from the Dangerous Brothers to sort of like to bottom. Mm. And there's people that love the young ones much more. Yeah, no, I didn't watch The Young Ones until I was a bit older because Bottom came out when I was a kid and it was on telly and it felt naughty to watch as well, which I, th- I think is good. I think also it's fairly low stakes, but like the production value on Bottom is so much better than it is on... <laughs> even though if it's only marginal, yeah. you know, maybe like cutting it down from a whole house to just one open-plan flat. Yes. But it's incredible. That Christmas special was really great. Yeah, so good. Doesn't, isn't there a bit where... There's an episode where he sticks a sausage to the fridge. Is that right? Why's that coming into my head? I haven't watched it for so long. I haven't watched it in ages. So long. My You're right, though, that they do feel like kids' shows, so they are quite appealing to kids' shows, and they're like kids, aren't they? Mm. 
Mm, yeah. They're well, two big kids. Like all the frying pan stuff and hitting people, you know, it was... Tom and Jerry. They were and... just doing slapstick stuff, but with a little bit of blood. Mm. Yeah, it was brilliant. And But also with the Christmas episode when he's got the tea towel over his head <laughs> and he's a virgin. And it's just like, <laughs> it's really well structured because they set it all up all the way through the episode and then it all sort of like dominoes together. Which yeah, is it's like, brilliant. Oh, right. And <laughs> they've set up, they've got gold and a Frankenstein mask and uh, there's... It's the aftershave. It's the aftershave girl. called Guru, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's all set up, and then at the end, it all falls together. And you go, oh my god, yeah. that's like. And I definitely didn't see it coming as well, which I think is. I mean, also I was a kid, but like I didn't it's see that. But it's sort of it's like Seinfeld structure. Do you know what I mean? Where it's sort of like all of these things come together, and it's like it's brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah, something that's so stupid, it was really clever. Yeah. <laughs> oh good my one would have been the one when they're stuck on the Ferris wheel oh god yeah but like yeah. they're all good there was only a few of them what it was three series was it yeah there, there wasn't much there wasn't there was one where they, they go camping as well do you remember that one don't remember the camping yeah. one. I remember because also oh, yeah. they did big tours didn't they that were like X-rated, yeah. super oh, sweary this, tours or something. Which was just them pretending to forget their lines and then kicking <laughs> each other in the balls. It was brilliant, yeah. They can do anything they want. That bottom series was great. Did you ever see Guest House Paradiso? Yeah, because some of that's shot on the Isle of Wight, so that was a sense of civic pride with oh, that. Oh, wow. But I saw it once a long time ago. Yeah, I went to see a screening of La Haine at the BFI and then a couple of weeks later... <laughs> I watched Guest House Paradiso. It's <laughs> got Vincent Cazell in it. And you're like, what? <laughs> he went oh, from yeah. the pain to Guest House Paradiso. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking mind-melting. Is that a good movie, with Guest House Paradiso? It's not as good as Bottom. It's got Simon Pegg in it. I well. remember it having Simon It's Pegg. not as bad as they would have you believe. But then it's sort of like a cross between Bottom and Faulty Towers. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Adrian Edmondson directed it, so good for him. Anyway, right, so comedy. <laughs> you sound all laughed out, Nick, oh, are you? If, you? if anything, I'm laughed out. Would you like something to counter that? Oh, do you know what? I need a palate cleanser. From <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, Well, she's in control of the... Uh, um, <laughs> it's um, probably about nine o'clock now, isn't it? About nine o'clock. About nine, nine o'clock. o'clock. What have you had for dinner? More pitta. Oh, good question. I'd be having oh, very cheese-based, my diet, it turns out. Maybe a macaroni cheese, because I didn't like tomato, and if my mum would make a lasagna, she'd make me a macaroni cheese on the side, which I think is just true love. I just think, well, It I is nice. Yeah. It is nice. Shows could... you in a bad light, then. <laughs> if they could put mac- macaroni cheese in a toothpaste tube. <laughs> <laughs> you could be, like, the least popular astronaut. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, I would be anyway, I imagine, just doing Rick Mail impressions for nah. the whole mission. Nah. Um, so, <laughs> so here we go right so Hannah what is your favourite TV drama it's a big subject it's a big idea. subject but immediately could be anything I'm straight to Jonathan Creek of course I am oh man alive oh. man alive so you're going comedy drama mystery yeah 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 got all the flavours set so. the scene Hannah oh, wait, what is all three that's what you're saying Jonathan Creek <laughs> Well, if you've not seen Jonathan Creek... Let's pretend a, I haven't. <laughs> it's a floppy-haired man in an anorak who lives in a windmill and he solves crime, but the point is that he works for a magician, so he works out magic tricks for a living, so he's got this brain that's just like, oh, I'm so clever. Oh. Yeah. That's what it is. That's the conceit. I've never seen it. I've Have you seen never it. seen Whoa! it? Whoa! No, I've grown up in a world that Jonathan Creek is all around. There was a girl that I was in love with at school that was in love with Alan Davies. And you still didn't watch it? And I still didn't watch it. Well, I didn't realise that he was a magician's assistant. assistant. Yeah. I thought he was a magician. 
No, he would sort of come up with the tricks because he's uh, quite downtrodden and quite sort of. He's quiet. a behind the scenesy guy, isn't he? Yeah. So did, did, was there someone playing the magician? Yeah. It was. It was that guy called Stuart Milligan who always plays like Americans in TV things. Right. He, obviously, he's an American who lives in Britain and soaks up all the American parts. <laughs> That's his job, I think. But he's good. He's hey. good in that show. He's probably uh, struggling a bit now that Zoom has caught on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show, Jonathan Craig, though. Yes. I particularly like it that they're really genuinely good mysteries. Fate. They're probably like, oh, my God. It's like impossible, isn't it? They're like impossible crimes. Yes. Yes, him. That's a guy. Stuart yeah. I've never seen him before in my entire life. I think he probably only plays Americans in Jonathan Creek. So good for Stuart Milligan. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're right. They're, they're impossible um, mysteries. Which so is... like locked room mysteries, mm. and it will be like someone's been found dead, and you can't possibly work out how they could possibly have died in this situation. And it goes through this really convoluted but very satisfying kind of reason of how they were killed, who did it, what happened, and they give you just enough clues that yeah. you could work it out. Yeah. I never got one. I remember my dad's friend got one once before it finished. And my mind was blown that anyone could actually work it out. It's great because every week I thought, this will be the week. I'll yeah. work it out. And work I never out. do. I never do. And you never do. Well, and it was Carolyn Quentin was the side. Yeah, because then it went on and had he had lots of other sidekicks. But for me, the the, 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 the OG. Is, yeah. The OG. It was Caroline Quentin. It was like, hey, she's graduated from Mendhaven Badly. Yeah. To Jonathan Creek. Yes. And, and what a graduation. <laughs> well, you've not seen it. You, you I've know. not seen it. I've not seen it. But it was comedy, drama. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was it was quite easy easy to watch. It's and a great show, actually. Yeah, I love it. It's quite cosy, but it's, you know, it's about grisly murders. You love a murder, don't you? Oh, but I love a murder. I think there's always a funny side. <laughs> it's always. Okay. <laughs> quite real, Matt. I don't, I don't have a problem with cosy. You mean you said that as if... No, I like cosy. Do you remember there was that advert? In the 80s, where there was a really comfortable-looking chair, right, and someone got a welding torch and they cut the seat out of their car, and then they put the car in sort of like a very bare sort of loft apartment, and then they threw the the cosy armchair out the window, and it landed in like a skip, and then they sat on this like metal welded metal and leather chair that looked really uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Do you remember that? No, I don't. No. Well, I remember at the time <laughs> thinking, don't throw that chair out, it looks comfy. Oh, that's nice. So cosy. I, I like cosy. Wear that on my sleeve. Because <laughs> no if one it, believed you. Everyone ever fucking challenges me on whether I like cosy or not, <laughs> I whip out that anecdote. So do you remember that advert? That advert you made up. Yeah. That I made, that I made up on the spot. Do you know what, though? You can almost believe it existed, can't you? So <laughs> He painted a picture. No, nine o'clock, because nine o'clock came and went. It's ten o'clock now. Yawning, Here we yawning, go. Yawning, yawning. Who's Probably your time. Who's yes. Who's your reader? <laughs> Trevor McDonald's. Trevor, Trevor McDonald's, come on. We're going to get a lot of that over the coming weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so we cancel. Why? Why? Why did you like to? Do you know? What? I enjoyed the Mafia with Trevor McDonald. Did the you Mafia. Yeah, he did a. Um, he joined the Mafia. No, he didn't. He did a documentary series about the Mafia where he went and he I can't just, imagine. He that. met the Mafia. It was amazing though because you've got the real the, Mafia. The real Mafia. And Trevor McDonald. And Trevor McDonald. And it was a great series, and it really made me dressed go, up like, as Roth Kemp. We uh, got involved. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, Ross Kemp. I mean, he's not a newsreader, but his documentaries are hilarious. Ross Kemp. On gangs and all that. Oh, yeah. I don't find them funny. See, I think that's what's weird is Trevor McDonald is such a kind of nice fella that you kind of go, 
I can't imagine him with a mafia. <laughs> and I feel like he'd end up with Trevor McDonald having his hand cut off or something. <laughs> something horrible that happened to him. I wouldn't want to watch it. Do they get on with Trevor? Yeah, they just got on with him, you know. I think sometimes, you know, sometimes when Louis Theroux goes to America and he's kind of like, I'm with the BBC. Yeah. There's this sort of cachet, I think, that comes with the BBC in America. And the mafia, are we talking about sort of the Italian, sort of yeah, Italian, the, like Goodfellas? He's like, wow. <laughs> so it's Trevor McDonald with Goodfellas, essentially. Um, yeah, essentially. Have I missed this? I know. Go home, watch it tonight. Is it new? Know. No, gosh, it was years ago. Ten years ago, maybe? Maybe less. Trevor McDonald. I mean, I can tell Natalie's excited about... <laughs> Trevor McDonald and the Mafia. So, I'm, I mean, I need to get involved in this. Trevor McDonald cruising. <laughs> cruising with Trevor McDonald? Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. That took a... Sorry about that, guys, listeners. Um, <laughs> that took a turn for the worst, but uh, we're back on... We <laughs> just wanted to know who our favourite newsreader was, and she's taken us to some very dark places. But, okay, we're back on track. It's 10 o'clock. Oh, good time, 10 o'clock, though. So we're getting to the end of the night now, aren't we? Yeah. Do you want to say anything more about Trevor McDonald? I mean, you can shut it down. Trevor McDonald? <laughs> Jane McDonald? Ronald McDonald? <laughs> no. Yeah, All right. I'm saying yes. If it was Ronald McDonald, I imagine you'd probably go for a cheeseburger. Eh? Well, anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> 10 o'clock. You like, you like cheese? Oh, sure. I was like, wait, what? Was it like cheesy? Uh, like, no. Cheesy. It's the cheese stuff. Nice. Cheese, I think we've padded enough just there. Oh. <laughs> this, this, is this is a great show. This is a great show. Right, okay. Right, so your favourite newsreader is Trevor McDonald's? Of course. I think we're going to get a lot of that. I can imagine. Absolutely. He's a big and any. Uh, the thing I've heard about Trevor McDonald's is he likes his bongs. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's 10 o'clock at night because of the... Yeah, the 10 o'clock news. The bongs. So it is 10. It's literally the news at 10. <laughs> We've heard the news at 10. Uh, and what they've done is the next category is your favourite movie. And they've not done what they used to on ITV. They're not going to split it up one half before the news at 10. No, no, no. Well, no. hang on a bit. What they did was when you were watching TV, films on TV, what, what, what sort of channel, what night? Well, I don't know. I mean, as a child, I, I can't really remember really whatever's on. But like these days, I quite like talking pictures. Have you watched much? Oh, pictures, you it? are in my wheelhouse now, Anna. <laughs> talking pictures basically plays pretty much old British films. You never What's talking pictures. Talking pictures TV. What now? You yeah, better. Let's, what channel? In fact, let's let's fuck off this podcast <laughs> and what, get it on. What channel? Eighty-one on Freeview. Oh, you're. Knowledge is incredible. I never oh, I love talking pictures. It's basically old British movies mainly, I'd yeah. say. And it can be anything from like Margaret Rutherford, Miss Marple to a Hammer Horror. It's basically like old films. And the adverts all day long, not just daytime, in the evening, you can get an advert saying, do you want a pension? want some life insurance all day long all day long not day just in long. the days but it's, it's basically for people who are about to die and me <laughs> and me and you apparently it's like run by like literally from somebody's yeah. gar- like garage it's and it's like i think it's like, i think it's like a father and daughter yeah. who run it. it sounds super sweet and it's very wholesome it's just really nice to watch yeah it's got like old sort of kids movies in the morning it's like this there's like a program a whole day that's cozy yeah, Talking Pictures nice. is cosy. It's good stuff. It's like this advert that I once saw. No, it's not. Oh, I remember watching that a film. That advert exists. <laughs> and there'll be people that are listening to it. They used to be in the cinema. 
It was like it was a short film in the cinema <laughs> before your Roger Rabbits and yeah. your Police Academy Fives. You'd get oh, a no, man with a welding it. torch taking it to his car, getting a little uncomfortable chair out and throwing out a perfectly good comfy <laughs> one. And that exists, all right? So don't you hey, get no, sure, sure. I believe in you that talking pictures exist. Talking pictures? <laughs> Yeah, talking movies. Talking, talking pictures. pictures. Talking pictures. I remember watching one film on that, like, late one night, and it was yeah. set in, like, a women's sauna. And it was... There I've was seen a... that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on CCTV, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I learned it, it off such... Chuck Berry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. I anyway, edit point. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But, no, it was just... But it's really funny, like, just these old films that you kind of, like... It, it was just all these women would come into this sauna and there was just this sort of matriarch woman that like ran it and they'd tell her their problems as they got changed sort of going oh he beats me and stuff like that like serious problems oh this yeah. doesn't sound too cosy no it's not that cosy but then all this woman would do is she'd just go oh go and have a good steam up and that would just be it that would be her answer for everything so like Toby and I now will say to each other if anything's wrong just go go and have a steam up <laughs> and it's just like such a weird old film to have like I have no idea what this film is I know that's all it was what, really what's it called I don't know it might even be called steam or something like that and was it an anthology film where people would come in and tell them about their day no it had sort of had a storyline where the women would come back and it had a few really big names this is the thing as well is that there'll be big names in these films but there'll be films that you may is this a British movie yeah, it's a British movie. I think about it's... a steam room. Who was in it? Mm. Can you remember anyone? I don't... Name one person that's in it. I can't. I feel like there. But how? I I feel like there was like a Redgrave in it or something. Possibly a Redgrave. Possibly a Redgrave. A young Redgrave. Okay. We could probably find this out. Well, that is quite an extensive dynasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's actually quite a good film. Is that your film you're going to watch tonight? Oh, do you know what my film that I was going to choose was going to be the aforementioned. Oh, hang on. We think the oh, film is steaming. Steaming. Yes. Was it a Redgrave? Oh, yes. Uh, not just a title for a film, but a review as well. <laughs> <laughs> who was who is the Redgrave? Is it... Vanessa Redgrave. Yes. Vanessa Sarah Miles. Diana Dawes. Diana Dawes. Oh, Diana Dawes. I'm a... Yes, please. I'll watch this. Oh, I'll watch Steaming. This sounds good. It does sound good. Oh, I'm was up it for Vanessa steaming. Redgrave that was going, go and have a steam up. No, <laughs> I reckon that's going to be. Is it going to be Diana Dawes? I think it was Diana Dawes. I think she was the one that. Um, yes, ran it, I think. that's what sure, I did. Absolutely. Can we get a year, please? Seventy-eight. Seventy-four. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Oh, late. Oh. God, two years before you were born. Yeah. Five yeah. after me. So, <laughs> so on Wikipedia, it's described the film has no overall plot and simply acts as a series of conversations between various pairs of ladies. There you go. That literally, that that is exactly what that film is. In a steam room, and hang on a minute, I'm getting a bit. So you've gone for your favourite film. <laughs> You've gone for... It's a film with, you don't know the title of. starting with Jim Davidson, Big Britain. We're starting, yeah. with, we're starting with Tots TV. Tots TV. Absolutely baffling Tots TV. <laughs> yeah. We're going into Jim Davidson on Big Break. Then we're going into Bottom, the Christmas special, Jonathan Creek, Trevor MacDonald, and wrapping up the night with fucking Steamy. <laughs> 
starring uh, Vanessa Redgrave. What film are we ending with? Not steaming. Well, do you know That's what? That's come through a conversation that we've just had, right? Yeah. You haven't prepped steaming. I mean, no, I sort of, part of me wants to change my answer to steaming, but I will say, you've mentioned it before because it was out in the year of my birth. <gasps> three Amigos is my favourite film. Oh. So that is what, again, it's that three thing, having three, my little brother's called Ned and he's, his real name's Edward, but we called him Ned because of Ned Nederlander. Like, mm. we loved that film growing up and it's just my favourite. Yeah, massive flop. <laughs> it was a, no, it was a massive flop when it came out. I remember it being at the cinema because I think it was at out the same time that Teen Wolf was out. Or it might have been, or maybe I saw it at the same cinema as Teen Wolf. I didn't see it at the cinema. But it was like, I remember it being at the cinema and I remember it being one of them video shop films that you'd get it out on Friday night or you'd order your Chinese takeaway, you'd go next door, you'd pick a video and it would always be like a Steve Martin or Spaceballs. And it'd be Three Amigos and you'd watch it on a Friday night and you get up early, and then you'd watch it on Saturday morning, and then maybe a friend would come over in the afternoon, and you'd watch it again. Yeah. And it's like I just I I never rewatch films anymore, and like I used to like get maximum value out of that Friday night rental, watch it all, and then when it was on TV on Monday, all the kids would come in and do the Amigo salute. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was like a it was like a so real good. huge staple of childhood. Those Three Amigos. Three Amigos is. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Chevy Chase. Correct, yes, yeah. I just remember watching it and just thinking it was the funniest film. And John Landis. John Landis directed it, yeah. Directing it. It's great. Yeah. It's For me, it's like, I love Steve Martin, and then I was convinced that Martin Short only made films with three in the title because he did Three Amigos and Three Fugitives, <laughs> and they came out about the same time. Yeah, so did I. And so did I. It was, I think yeah. a lot of people made that misconception. He only does films with three in the title. <laughs> I think what's interesting about Three Amigos is I'm not sure how well Chevy Chase's comedy has aged. Not because it's controversial, but I think a lot of the time you're watching Chevy Chase and it's difficult to work out why it's meant to be funny and what it is that he's actually doing. And I think it's like, is it the fact that he's smug or is it the fact that he's smart? I never found Fletch funny. I don't get it, right? So I think that in Christmas Vacation, you go, yeah, I get that. And with Three Amigos, it's like his best part. You just go, he's playing an idiot, and he's so good at it, and it's complimentary to the other two. They, they all complement each other, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it, I remember though, I remember watching it like as a slightly older child, and kind of realising that I hadn't got the central premise that they weren't real Amigos. Like, I just didn't understand that. And I remember Well, they were it... real Amigos. Well, yeah, well, sure, <laughs> as, as a we, Nick. But, like... I think we have bonded. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, I remember sort of going, oh, oh, oh that's clever. They're but actors. I've watched it a lot of times. Well, it's, it's really weird. It's sort of like, it's a plot that they've reused loads. They use it in, it's like the plot of A Bug's Life. And it's the same plot as Galaxy Quest. And then it's almost the same plot as Tropic Thunder, and then they don't do it. It's weird because you go, oh, they're just going to do Three Amigos again. And then when you watch it, you go, why don't you just do Three Amigos again? It would have been so much better. I think yeah, Tropic Thunder is like too clever for its own good because it tries to do like a story, and you go, just copy Three Amigos with what you're doing now. I think um, I can't remember. I've only seen Tropic Thunder once. I think. I mean, it's no Three Amigos. No, no. Well, what is? Three fugitives. Steaming. <laughs> Steaming. <laughs> yeah. They're the two biggins. I really loved it. And what was really great about that film is that they all really became friends when they made yeah. it. Yeah. 
and they called themselves the Three Amigos for years afterwards. Aww. And I love yeah. it. I love that Steve Martin and Martin Short still do all these things together. Yeah. And they're obviously really good pals. I really love that. Yeah. Poor Chevy Chase. <laughs> Such a public way of being like edged out of yeah. a friendship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're still doing uh, live shows together, are you? Yeah, great, great. Can I get a ticket? <laughs> no, oh, okay. uh, no. Three Amigos, is it? Well, say three. A few. Ne- ne- nearly three. <laughs> yeah, I love that film. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great choice. And what's also great about it is that, because oh, it was written by Steve Martin, Lorne Michaels, Michaels and Randy, yeah. Randy Newman. Mm. And so, and everyone was like, oh, Randy Newman contributed the songs. But it's kind of like, there's like three songs in it. Mm. They're great. The jokes are really funny. It's really quotable. It's so quotable. There's a little dance routine that, yeah. you know, that kids can learn. And it's got everything. It's so, it's so good. And it's got a twist. And yeah. I, was, I only saw The Magnificent Seven, like, the other week. And then when you watch Three Amigos, you go... Oh, it's the Magnificent Seven, but I didn't know that. So, like the entire ending of the Three Amigos, when they're all like building, cl- making clothes, and digging ditches and stuff, that's the Magnificent Seven. And I didn't know that, so I just thought that it was just this. I always entirely... do that. I always find it funny to pretend like be. I remember watching The Graduate and being like, "They stole that from Wayne's World." <laughs> yeah. God, I could watch that now. Actually, Three Amigos. Oh, it's just so good. Also, there's lots of like. Because it's, you know, ostensibly a kid's movie, but actually you've got adult jokes in it because when I went back and watched it as an adult, I was like, you know, there's a joke about when the woman asks her if she knows what foreplay is and she says no and she goes good neither does a guapo which I just think is such a funny line which I remember laughing at as a kid and then like I'm sure I'm like watching it with my mum and she's like you idiot I'm like it's very good and she goes oh we could go for a walk in the moonlight and you can kiss me on the veranda and he goes lips will be fine yeah. <laughs> and he goes have you got anything here besides Mexican food um, yeah it's just really good it's not like adult comedy it's like a family film film where there's something for everyone in it and also there's like these moments of like it goes off on like a surreal tangent when they've got the invisible swordsman and the singing bush yeah and it's just like what's that doing there or when they're all of the horses are good night man (laughs) and then the the tortoise goes good night man (laughs) it's so sweet i love the thing when they're the um my little it's incredible it's incredible oh, yes. it's incredible and it sets up that bit when the Germans come in and then they oh, kill everyone that's so, it's so clever the way they do that yeah it's great and it got, so it got really bad reviews at the time it's crazy and it didn't do very well at the box office and then it sort of like came alive and, uh, at the theatre show it's brilliant we're bringing it back now it's brilliant it's wow. brilliant people what a great night's TV and Hannah. it's from the year you were born as well yeah I can't okay. Well, we should summarise, shouldn't we? So what we got was, uh, remember earlier, face covered in snot, blood everywhere. Cheese um, spread all over her mouth. Cheese spread all over her mouth. Absolutely, you know, underpants up to her armpits. Uh, she's had a terrible day at school and <laughs> to wash the bad vibes of her, she's cleansed herself with Tots TV. Bit of Tots TV. That's all you can do, Jim isn't it? Jim Davidson's big break. <laughs> Little salve for Jim Davidson. <laughs> Cheers everyone up, doesn't he? The bottom Christmas special. Lovely. Jonathan Creek, bit of Trevor McDonald before going into the main evening's double bill of steaming and three <laughs> amigos. <laughs> Hannah George, you have controlled the airwaves 
to get off to sleep, I mean, your mind must be racing Absolutely a million miles buzzing. an hour. You must be buzzing your tits off right now. What song will you be listening to to just, you know, reacclimatise yourself back on planet Earth? Oh, well, talking of Randy Newman, I think yeah. the, the film... Was... That's a man, by the way. <laughs> the, the film was a, a toss-up between Three Amigos or Toy Story, and I think for the song, I'll choose... You've got a friend in me by Randy Newman from Toy Story. Oh, I was going to say if you chose Jesse's song. Jesse's song. Oh, God, that, that one. Put you to sleep, would it? No. Jesse's song is oh. for fucking nightmares. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> awful. Oh. Yeah. Too much, isn't it? Oh, it's just a horrible thing. Just a horrible part of any. Why would you do that for a kids' film? I know. Did it make you feel? Well, okay. I went. To, I was at university. And I went to see it with my mum. I took my mum to see Toy Story 2. And when we sat next to each other, and it's the bit when Jesse's in the box and they play Jesse's song, I felt like at the time emotionally, it's kind of like the toys are our parents. And we're kind of like, we don't need them as much anymore because we're growing up. And as a result, I've never moved out. <laughs> Uh, but you did choose Jesse's song. You didn't choose Jesse's song. Yeah. No. You've got a friend in me, yeah. which um, is uh, what Chevy Chase sings to Steve Martin and Martin Short. <laughs> and it lands on deaf ears every time. <laughs> so we really want to kind of like build some bridges. If you're listening, Steve, give him a call. So... Anna George, you've got a friend in us. Wow. What a great night's TV. What a great night's TV. Welcome to the club. Uh, I mean, um, welcome to... The channel. Uh, well, Hannah Control, you've joined the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> now all that is left for you to do is to face the final boss, which is <laughs> big old Nat Metcalf. We all, we all knew it was going to end this way. With the world famous game, internationally renowned brain teaser, Ooh. better or worse. Is Ooh. it brain teaser? It's not really. No. Well, Hannah, better or worse is the game where you have to say if the next person is better or worse than the person before, based entirely on my own opinions to score points. Oh, okay. I've done a special better or worse now that features stars from the top ten movies that I told you at the beginning. Okay. You need to tell me who is better or worse. Based on your opinion. Based on my opinions to score points. Beginning with Michael J. Fox. Um, What's it called? Secret, Secret of My Success. Is he better the or worse? incest comedy <laughs> Secret of My Success. It was either his aunt or his mum, wasn't it? I think it? it's his aunt. Or yeah. it's basically, Michael J. Fox wanted to make it very clear in the 80s that all of his family wanted to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Did his dad try and fuck him in Teen Rob? We don't know. Nah. Not in the final cut, but I'm sure in some of the cut scenes. Um, <laughs> Secret... Of my incest. So, <laughs> Michael J. Fox, is he better or worse? Guys? That is Chevy Chase better or worse than Michael J. Fox? Worse. worse. He is worse. He is worse. <laughs> but actually, 80s Chevy Chase, I like. It's a, it's a high card. It's a high card. card. Mm. Martin Short, better or worse than Chevy Chase? Worse. I'd say worse. But, you know, he just did a lot less. Sure. Steve Martin, better or worse than Martin Short? Oh, better. better. Jeff Daniels, something well. Better or worse than Steve Martin? Worse. worse. No, it's high card. Not that high. Melanie Griffith. Better or worse than Better. Uh, worse. Worse, but I like Melanie Griffith. We all like Melanie Griffith. Sure. Uh, Ray Liotta, also from something well. Better or worse 
And then Negro Fist. Better. Oh, in one film, he's better. And it does count for a lot, though, doesn't it? I'd say he's worse, though. He is worse. <laughs> oh, I've, uh, yeah, I got confused. I thought it was done. Sure, sure. Month. We all get confused after we hear the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Reeve. Better or worse than Ray Liotta? Better. Better. Yeah. Ooh. Gene Hackman. Better or worse than Christopher Reeve? Better. Better. Nicholas Cage, better or worse? Oh, better. Mm, worse. Better. Oh. I like Nick. I like him. Holly Hunter, better or worse than Nicholas Cage? Worse. Yeah, worse. Better. <laughs> oh, why did I say worse? Oh, because of the wrong. Six. Got a six, what did I get? I got an eight, right? I think yeah, you got eight, eight, eight. eight or nine. Got eight. <laughs> I think I got eight. But uh, it's not about me beating the guests. It's just uh, I'm not even playing. It's about you, you know, doing your best. And you got six out of ten. Well, Are we going to well. do better or worse, Nat or Nick? No, we won't. No, we'll never do that. <laughs> we'll never do that because <laughs> Nat's very fragile. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was born with a skin too few, bless him. Um, so, <laughs> so on that bombshell. Uh, without further ado, Hannah George, <laughs> welcome to the uh, Appreciation Society Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Uh, so, you, I guess you're cool enough to join our gang. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of like one thread that we're potentially floating that we might keep in the podcast. But welcome to the gang. Without further ado. Without further ado, <laughs> it just leaves us to say, from me, from Nat, and from Hannah George, later losers. <laughs> Nick and Nat Control the Airwaves was brought to you by the John Carpenter Appreciation Society. JCS. Presented by me, Nick. Helm. And Nat. Daniel Metcalf. And produced by the JC3000 and Natalie King.